Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody and welcome along to Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Revan. Now, I've got a bit of a special for you this week, of course. We're into the final few days of the transfer window. Burnley are linked with every man and his dog at the minute, which is so unusual uh, as Burnley fans, uh, especially a lot of people in the French League as well. Of course, there's Osic, which seems to be close. Um, we're still waiting on confirmation of that, whether the deal can be agreed, whether wages can be agreed, whatever the stumbling block is. So we're trying to do a bit of a transfer special. It's not the only sort of show that we kind of do. We normally only really do the pre-game shows at the minute. And of course, in the past, we've done the watch-alongs and things like that. Um, but we just want to try and give everyone a bit of clarity on the things that are happening uh, at Burnley. And of course, we don't know. I'm, I'm not going to for one second pretend that we are RTK and, and I'm going to give you loads of clarity. So, of course, I've invited somebody on who actually can give us clarity. Uh, and that's, of course, Alex James from Lanks Live. Um, and this, he's been on the show before, so we know he's good. We know he's a good talker. A uh, big shout out to Alex for coming on the show. We really appreciate the time when he's very, very busy at a time like this. Of course, he's, he's got to write hundreds of articles about lads that are imminently joining, obviously. Fingers crossed anyway. Uh, but let's get into it. Here is Alex James from Lanks Live giving us a roundup on all things Burnley Football Club and transfers. Right, so as promised, just like that, we are joined by Alex from Lanks Live. How are you doing, mate? Um, very well, thank you. Busy, but well, yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm well. And like I say, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, I appreciate that you are very busy. Obviously writing hundreds of articles about players that are going to join Burnley in the next three or four days, I hope. It's certainly been, um, there's certainly been more players linked in the last uh, 10 days than there has been in the last uh, 10 months, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. But why do you think we're linked with so many more players? Is it just this? now we have this wood money that the, some nationals are putting two and two together or it's agent talk? Because it's unusual for Burnley to be linked with so many players. Yeah, I think it's a combination of what the new ownership are trying to do. Um, they're opening a few more doors, perhaps than than were able to be opened previously. Uh, they're more 
they're more uh, sort of open to going and exploring the, the continental market and perhaps taking a, a risk, as it were, or a perceived risk on a player who, who like Maxwell Cornet, I guess, who might not settle, who doesn't speak the language, who you know, might not know where Burnley is on a map necessarily, as opposed to the tried and trusted of Premier League experience. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I can hear your phone going off. Is that anything from Mr Pace saying, get down here now, we're unveiling unveiling Orsic? It wasn't, no. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. Um, I've got Twitter open, so if there is anything that comes, I'll let you know instantly, although you'll probably know before me anyway, of course you will. Um, but speaking of Orsic, let's get into it then, because it's, it came out yesterday, um, reported by someone at the Telegraph, I think it was, that we'd made a breakthrough. Um, and then I think yourself and Chris Borden and Andy from the Telegraph, uh, from the Telegraph, from the Athletic, mm. uh, then sort of like started sort of like digging into it more. We found out that it's quite close. I think you were saying it's quite close, but this morning it still seems that it's close. What 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 are we doing at the minute? Is it a wages thing? Is it a convincing him to actually come sort of thing? I think from what I can, um, as, as you say, it was, it was uh, sort of fleshed out again by the Telegraph yesterday. We reported it last week that the Burnley were in for... For Orsic, I think it first came out in some of the Croatian press, and we were able to stand that up at, at Langs Live. Um, so they've always been keen on him, and I think from what I can gather at the moment, the um, Burnley and, and Dinamo Zagreb are, are roughly on the same page in terms of a fee. Um, but it's now down to sort of sorting out the the package and the, the personal terms, etc., um, and, and sort of mopping everything up. And they, these things tend not to move quickly anyway. That they always tend to be sort of drawn out affairs, don't they? Transfer. So I wouldn't necessarily expect, I'm certainly not like on high alert to expect anything in the next five minutes or anything like that. But the the people I spoke to yesterday sort of were along the lines of, yeah, things are moving along well. um, And I guess hopeful, perhaps more likely than not at the moment, but not at a stage where, as I said yesterday on Twitter, I'd be going out and getting the uh, name and number on the back of the shirt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I might have started that one, unfortunately, with a post <laughs> that we put up. Um, but he's a winger, is that correct? He's, yeah, uh, I mean, I've, never seen him, I've never seen him play live. Um, I've seen a few clips of him, notably that game against Spurs last season. Yeah. Uh, seems to me that he sort of favours a little bit like like Maxwell Corne, really. He sort of favours an, an attacking left-hand side position. Um, but I understand he's got the capabilities to play across the front line, really. Yeah. Um, so it might not re- it's not really a, a sort of out and out replacement for Chris Wood in in what Chris Wood was able to offer as a sort of penalty box striker. Um yeah. and he's not quite a replacement for like the sort of Stephen Defoe model in terms of creatively specifically in the middle of midfield, but he certainly looks a talent. He's he's capped 14 times for Croatia. Um anyone who's I'm sure most of us have now seen that that sort of um, hat trick from the Spurs game. Two of those goals were absolute worldies. So he's certainly got a bit about him, and it, it looks like he'd be confident playing on either side. Um, and we we know that creativity, and particularly from wide areas, is something that Burnley have been sort of lacking a little bit over the yeah. past the past few years. Um, and it was one of the, th- the three main areas they wanted to improve this this window were were creative midfield, a winger, and a striker. And obviously, the striker has been heightened by by Wood um, departing. Yeah, fair enough. Just going back to the deal then, you would think that he's keen. Obviously, I'm, I know you probably won't be aware on, on on his thoughts, but you would think with Burnley going so deep into this that he is actually keen on coming. Yeah, yeah, you would assume so. I think um, you, you would 
hope that having gone this far down the road that the indication that the club will have been given in any in any transfer is that yeah he's open to it um otherwise you know why bother <laughs> yeah <laughs> going, going through all the, the trouble of sorting out a fee and, and getting getting to grips with a few things with the club um i mean he's he's 29 i think i don't think he's he might well see it as his last opportunity to to perhaps play in in one of the big european leagues and, and even if he signs for burnley and burnley get relegated maybe he gets a move elsewhere yeah. on on the back of it um it might well be that he sees this as you know the the opportunity for him to do that um i don't think he's played particularly at, at what you would call one of the big european leagues he's obviously impressed in the europa league a little bit so he he might see it as an opportunity it's a world cup year as well coming up isn't it so whether he i know he's in the croatian squad but i don't think he's a regular starter whether he feels that putting himself in the shot window of, of the premier league might might boost that i'm not sure um but you would certainly hope that he uh, he sort of knows what he's getting himself into in terms of coming to Burnley and, and battling to stay in the division. Um, and I, I think it would be something of a of a coup, really, if Burnley were able to to pull off a, a deal for a player who's used to playing European football, who's an international international player, and and certainly has um, certainly has talent and ability in abundance from from what we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Orsic is the one that seems most likely, but I know you're busy, so I do want to move on to some others that you've mentioned today on Twitter and in your articles. I was just saying off air to Alex that Alex has done a big article with all the names in it. Um, I'll put it in the link below if you're watching on YouTube so you can read that. Um, but I do want to move on to somebody you mentioned this morning, somebody that's just come out of nowhere, Bamba Dieng. I, I hope I'm not butchering that name. Um, a Marseille player who is currently at AFCON. Did he score for Senegal last night? I think it was. Yeah. It, yeah, what's the latest I, for that one? It was well. To be honest, the latest for me is I've just seen it on social media. I don't have anything more to add. Um, it's as, as I said on Twitter this morning. I'm struggling to keep up with all these links to um, players in the French top tier at the moment. It's not obviously an avenue we're used to exploring with with Burnley necessarily. So, yeah. um, again, I know he scored last night. He's obviously at Afcon at the minute. Senegal won that game last night, so they're still they're still going. I think they're into the quarterfinals now. So. That adds a layer of complication to any yeah, potential transfer, um, and it was re- it was one of those that was reported in France, and, and we have them here sometimes. Where you're always a bit wary when five or six clubs are mentioned, and mm. and Burnley are one of them, as to whether it's um, someone trying to drum up a bit of interest or whether there's actually anything to it. I haven't got anything that concrete, anything concrete to suggest that Burnley are in for him. Mean, he certainly fits the, fits the profile, as in. Uh, young player, I think he's 21, bit of potential, bit of resale potential, and obviously he's playing for, for Marseille, so he's, he's playing at a decent level, international player. So one to keep an eye on, I would suggest, but it's, as I say, it's one that sort of only came out in the last the last 12 hours or so. Yeah, speaking of uh, French footballers, Armand Lorente, Lorente um, that's also a new one on me. I've just seen it in your article. Do you know anything about that one? Yeah, that one seems to have a bit more substance to it. Um, as in, uh, I think he is a player that, that Burnley are monitoring. Um, again, I don't know whether it's gone as far as bids have gone in. I don't think it has. Um, sorry, that was my phone ringing. Um, but it's definitely that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And a couple of people who've sort of intimated that his club, I think it's Lorient, um, again, I hope I'm yeah. not butchering that, <laughs> might, be, might be prepared to sell him. 
in terms of balancing their books and maybe that's opened up an avenue given we're into the last five days of the window as well starting from scratch now is going to be difficult and there'll be a lot of names being thrown at Burnley and at every other club um by people who have sort of got to this point and hope they might have already had a move and, and haven't and clubs who have thought oh we need to get rid of this person now because we need to free up budget for player yeah. x so we will probably see an avalanche of names coming over the next sort of four or five days until Monday. Um, Orsic is the only one I can sort of confidently say that that Burnley are, mm. are in for and are progressing well with. Um, but I've no doubt that that they'll be keen to get more than more than just him in because he doesn't solve. Well, he's not a he's not an out and out centre forward, and, and with That's sort it. of. With sort of Vidra carrying that injury and J-Rod having sort of struggled a little bit for form and fitness over the, the season so far, that that looks like a position that is a necessity as well. Yeah, well, we'll move on to strikers in, shall we? And some people who are a little bit easy to pronounce. Um, <laughs> Divock Origa and Christian Benteke, they came out at the same time. That all seems to have gone quiet, though. I'm not sure how much interest there actually was in Divock Origa, but the Christian Benteke thing sounded like there was actual interest there and bids were made, but then he decided he didn't want to come. I don't know if you know anything different. Yeah, I'm not sure it got to the stage of here's our offer for for the player. I think there was sort of contact in, a, in the same way that there, there has been with Aaron Ramsey, um, sort of initial what's the situation, uh, might he be available conversations, which undoubtedly are going on with more than just the players who are, who are sort of drip-feeding out. Um, and from... Yeah, as you said, from um, from Christian Benteke's point of view, it doesn't look like something that he he'd be interested in. Um, he's featuring sort of semi regularly at Palace as well, isn't he? Yeah, in terms of Origi, he's out of contract in the summer. Again, I don't have any inside information on on that one, other than I think it would be a, a stretch to expect him yeah. to come to Burnley at, at this point, given he might have his pick of a few more clubs in the summer, and we're not quite sure where Burnley are going to be next season. Um, so I, I think that one would be unlikely. And the fact that it's sort of died down over the last week or so on, on those two suggests that that not much is going going forward on that pair. Yeah, I think Origi might have some decent European clubs after, if I'm being honest. When you look at the likes of Tammy Abraham and he's gone to Roma and doing all right at Roma, I think Origi can expect probably something similar. Um, you mentioned Ramsey as well. Um, that was another one I wanted to ask you about. But you just said then that's probably just more a bit of a case of Burnley picking up the phone, asking Juventus, saying what yeah, the situation he's is. he's definitely a player Burnley inquired about. Um, but we know what his wages are. And we know, um, well, we know they're out of Burnley's ballpark anyway. And we know that he probably feels as though he can, if he was to come back to the Premier League, he might be looking a bit higher up than the team who are 20th in it. Um, but nothing else has materialised. I've seen links with half a dozen clubs for Ramsey and, He's still a Juventus player at the moment and it doesn't appear like he's got any sort of future at, at Juve. Whether, as we get to closer to deadline day, whether he sees Burnley as an option and it's something that can be sort of re-looked at, if you like, in the in the closing 48 hours, I guess that's a possibility. But there's going to have to be a lot of ground covered to have him slot into a wage structure. Um Again, I'd say it's unlikely, never say never. And and as things, as I said before, as things sort of get towards deadline day and people need to make decisions on various different things, then, you know, it might be that he's put to Burnley on deadline day because he's got nowhere else to go and he needs to go and play some football somewhere. And you would think Burnley would, would bite the hand off if it was something they could sort of structure financially. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, because I know you're running out of time. 
Um, some of the, the links have gone a bit quiet recently. Lyndon Dykes. Um, I wasn't really sure on that one anyway, but uh, what was the interest on that one? Was it against the case of seeing what the situation was? Because he's another striker, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's him and um, I suppose Andy Carroll, you may Andy or may Carroll not be, well, yeah. be coming on to. They're, they're ones that if, um, if we were talking 12, 18 months ago, you would think, oh, yeah, they're classic Burnley um, transfer targets, sort of been in the British game already. Um, yeah. no, obviously, you speak the language, can adapt to... Uh, can adapt to the Northwest, you would imagine, easily enough. Um, and I think certainly Andy Carroll is is someone who Burnley are sort of looking at and aware of the situation. But I think I think I said this after the game on on Saturday. They've they've got themselves a list up here of you know your likes of your Orsiches and this caliber of players. And then Andy Carroll might be someone who oh yeah we can can we do that deal because we've done X and Y or we've missed out on X and Y. Yeah. He's still available. On a free transfer, it might be one they look at for six months potentially as as adding on to what they already managed to do. Yeah, possibly I could see it. I don't think it's the worst piece of business ever if he comes in on top of another one or two players as a six month option with a view to another year or something like that. Perhaps um, the noises coming out of Reading certainly suggest they're hopeful of him staying, but he's been out of contract there for at least a week now, I think, and. He, you know, as he would, he's probably assessing what other options he may may have. And I know Burnley are sort of monitoring that situation, but it's a deal they could go and do now, I'm, I'm sure, because he's a free agent and he, he'd be coming back to the Premier League. The fact that they haven't suggests to me he's a bit further down the pecking order. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's another crowd situation, isn't it? Just coming in yeah, a little six bit, months. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm the same as you. I wouldn't mind him. If we had another couple of players coming in at the same time, and he can come in off the bench to ruffle a few feathers in the last twenty minutes, yeah. And as I said at the weekend, it's all it's all well and good having the Ramses and and all these sort of names that you think, oh, they're a bit ambitious. But I suppose if you don't ask, you don't get. But you'd yeah. be foolish if you just had a group of players up here and you didn't have. Well, what happens if we don't get any of these? A group of players further down, you you sort of packing order if you like. And I suppose look, looking from outside, Carol and. Sean Dyche, they they look like a match made in heaven, don't they? In terms of <laughs> yeah. you know his attitude, his physicality, his ability in the air is um, you know is second to none, really. So I, I could see that happening, um, but it it won't be one I, I wouldn't have thought that would get done until until late in the window, and it, it will almost certainly depend on what Bernie are able to do elsewhere. Yeah, fair enough. Um, last couple then. Um, one that just made sense but never really seems to get past other than rumours is Nat Phillips. I think he'd be a perfect fit for Burnley and for the price that he's available for, I think we'll be silly not to go in for him. Whether we are or not, I'm not sure. Do you know anything about Nat Phillips or whether there is actual interest or it's just rumours? There was interest um, last season um, and he was definitely a player Burnley were looking at. I know Sean Dyche is a fan of Nat Phillips. Uh, I think just think at the moment, the goalposts have shifted somewhat in that right here, right now, centre-half isn't a priority. The problems are at the other end of the pitch. I know Tarkovsky is not going to be a Burnley player, almost certainly not going to be a Burnley player next season. But Nathan Collins has has been a really good signing, looks a, a really good bit of business. He's impressed when he's played. And you've also got sort of Kevin Long in the background there as well. So you are sort of stocked at the minute for centre-halves. And I just think with the the money Burnley have got, their positional priority is elsewhere. Um, so I'm not aware that that Phillips interest, which certainly was there last season, 
is has been sort of followed up at all this this season just because because um as I say that they're, they're keen to get forward thinking players in at the minute. Fair enough. Well, I guess you've pretty much answered my question then for Dale Fry as well because he'll obviously be a similar sort of scenario. He's um he's one that uh, I feel like I've been doing transfer stories on for about yeah. five years, and he's still only about twenty three or twenty four, I think. So. <laughs> um, yeah, he's another one who's bit similar to Joe Worrell, I think. Burnley long term admirers um, of of Fry and Worrell. Uh, neither Borough or um, Forest have got any particular inclination to sell. Both of them are on reasonably long-term contracts. I think they've both got at least 18 months, if not more, left. I can't see anything happening on that front in January. I think a centre-half in the summer, regardless of what division Burnley are in, I think that will come back into into more sharp focus then when, um, as we all expect, when Tarkovsky leaves on it at the end of his contract, uh, I think Bernie will sort of step up the centre half search. Then, I, I mean, it would be great if they they were able to cover off four, five, six positions, but it's hard enough to do that in the summer. It's a lot yeah. harder to do it in January, and it's even more difficult to do when you're bottom of the league. So, I think they've had to go. Where do we need our one, two, three priorities? And centre back isn't one of them. So, I think those sort of names will always certainly be doing the rounds again in um, in the summer. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, well, that's it for the actual um, individuals. But I do want to ask you, you, you mentioned that Burnley are quite confident of bringing somebody in. Where's where's that confidence coming from? Obviously, uh, I presume you've spoken to somebody at the club that says that. What makes them so confident? Is it because some deals are close or some players have shown interest that they do want to come? Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, obviously I speak to, to people, various people on, on various, I'm not going to sit here and, and say who I've spoken yeah. to and what they've said and stuff, but the vibe I've been getting from the majority of the people who are um, who I've been speaking to are that Burnley would expect to do some business between now and, and deadline day. I know that's not exactly revolutionary because they need to do some, they need to do some business, but the they needed to do some business in plenty of windows before. It doesn't mean it's translated into actual signings. And the Orsic thing yesterday just sort of ratcheting up a notch, um, I guess sort of back that up a little bit because it does look sort of more likely than not that one yeah. at the minute. So, yeah, it's just it's just from sort of contacts that, that I speak to in and around, you know, not just to people at Burnley, but around sort of the, the football world, I guess. Up it is now. So, well, that's it from me then. Um, thanks for coming on, Alex. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been good to chat to you and fill me with a bit of confidence with the Orsic thing because I woke up this morning kind of expecting it to be like, right, it's happening today. But then I got a little bit worried when people were saying, oh, it's still going a bit slow. But yeah, I think you filled me with a bit of confidence. I think, on yeah, I think when, as soon as people see a story, they think it's going to go from straight from naught to 60, don't they? And the deal's going to get yeah. done the same day as something is is sort of, um, sort of put out. But most transfers are, are a work in progress that that involve we saw with Cornet in the summer, didn't we? I don't know how long that that went on for in the end, but it seemed to be a good yeah. sort of ten days, two weeks between the the initial sort of pieces and, and him actually signing. So um as I say, I'm not necessarily expecting anything today um to be announced at Burnley, but from what I was speaking to people yesterday was that they were sort of happy with the way things were progressing and it's certainly not a done deal, but it's it's certainly not a deal that um, is dead in the water either. So, as I say, probably optimistically confident that, that that's one that we might see sorted between now and uh, between now and Monday. Well, fingers crossed then. And he's back in uh, for the Watford game because uh, obviously we've got Watford the week after. But uh, like I said, thanks for coming on the show. 
Um, I'll let you go and finish your um, articles that you're doing and, and things like that. And then, um, yeah, we'll uh, probably get you on again at some point, maybe at the end of the season. But Alex, I think that's your third appearance on the show, so I probably should send you a hat-trick ball or something like that. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it, mate. No problem. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.